0: Hello, gorgeous human being, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifest Edit podcast. Wow, you know what's really getting me right now? Hay fever. And I am someone who has developed hay fever since moving to Melbourne, which apparently has one of the worst pollen counts in the world. And I wake up every morning for the past week. I've been waking up in the morning and having a sneezing fit. I don't understand how this is possible when the windows are closed. How? How? I have so many questions in fact no I just I just have that one question <laughs> I just have that one question and it's, it's, it's just kind of blowing my mind today I wanted to talk to you about clearing negative energy from your life I feel it's something that is so important to continually check in with and monitor which I'm going to be going into a bit more depth about but I just want you to go into this episode with an open mind an open heart and just be be willing to do this for yourself. I think clearing negative energy or clearing toxic energy from your life can sometimes be a very challenging thing to do, especially if that energy is coming from people who are close to you or maybe that relationship has changed. And, you know, maybe you do find you have a struggle with boundaries, but I think it's one of those things that the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. And not only that, it can have such a dramatic effect on your life in that it doesn't matter if you're, you're doing all the practices, the affirmation work, the self-love work, the mindset work, and you're doing all of these positive things in your life if you still have this negative energy, which is essentially sucking your life force from you. I was actually speaking with my friend about this just the other day because step number three in the vibes method which is my method for aligned my five-step method for aligned manifestation that I share on the podcast all the time and with my clients and students within my program and the third step of that is energetic blocks and boundaries like yes we can go after what we want but we also need to be making room to create what we want you know it's like this give and take relationship with the universe in that in order to bring in more abundance we have to clear out more fuck I don't even know what the opposite word of abundance is (laughs) non-abundance but you know we need to we need to make space for what we want and so yesterday I had a day off which is quite rare for me well I say day off I still had some classes and stuff I ended up going to in the evening I went to pool practice in the evening but it was a public holiday so I was like you know what I'm not gonna work today. I'm just going to work on myself today. And one of the things I decided to do was clearing one of my wardrobes. And there was just so much stuff in there that energetically releasing that stuff created space for the new. And after clearing out my, my wardrobe, my closet, whatever you like to call it, I actually got a message on Depop from someone wanting to buy one of my things. And, you know, it's that give and take relationship of clearing out clothes, sell creating space to sell clothes room for more new clothes to come in although I am trying to um (laughs) not trying I'm actively buying less clothes at the moment because I do just want to get rid of some more stuff before I do that so clearing space energetically is is so so important um so let's get into it one of the first things that you want to do in order to remove negative energy, clear negative energy from your life to improve your spiritual hygiene, is actually identify where that negative energy is coming from. So I have personally been in situations myself where I feel a bit off, but I don't necessarily know why. And before diving into practices and my spiritual toolkit that I know will help me feel better, it is important for me to identify, if possible, where that negative energy those negative feelings are coming from so you will want to do an audit of your friends your home your job and see whether these relationships these things that you have in your life are conducive to your happiness your success and your well-being and if they're not then that's something to look at And conducting an audit doesn't necessarily need to be a case of, okay, I'm going to look for everything that's wrong with my job. I'm going to look for everything that's wrong with my friends. I'm going to look for everything that's wrong with my home. It's just looking at, okay, this is my current living space. How do I feel when I'm in my current living space? I feel really happy. I am feeling a little bit, I'm just talking about myself, by the way. (laughs) Oh, I am feeling a little bit stressed out because there's just boxes of clothes that I need to sell in my room and just like looking at them all the time is making my mind feel cluttered. For me, I just I just can't do messy spaces. I just can't do it. I mean I can but it, it really affects my well being and this space that I have to think about other things. So if I'm looking around my home and I'm asking how does it make me feel and I'm like well wow, when my room is tidy I feel like on top of my shit. So I know that about myself. So when you're doing an audit you're just doing a check in with yourself how do I feel about this you know and if you have some negative feelings why do I feel that way why is that coming up that's what we want to do so order every area of your life when I am working with my coaching clients this is one of the most important things that I will do at the beginning of a relationship and it also helps me to guide what we're gonna work on help uh, guide guide what we're gonna work on I don't think I phrased that right (laughs) Um, it helps me to steer the direction of our coaching. Um, and it also helps my client illuminate the areas that they would like to work on. Often people come to me and they, they know they want to change their life. They know they want to be happier. They know what they want to manifest more, or manifest different, make deep changes in their life. But they're not sure on the details. They come to me often seeking clarity. Um, and one of the ways that we see clarity is by, is by doing audits on their lives. And it, it can be really helpful having an external source to, to do this with. And this is something that I've spoken about before in that we all have blind spots. I have blind spots. You have blind spots we all have blind spots and working with someone else can help you to identify what those blind spots are. And you can either then go on to work on that together, or that's something that you can go on to work on yourself. So that's why I, I like to work with coaches, therapists, all different kinds of modalities, yoga, um, to, to help me identify what my blind spots are. So that, I can, I can go deeper into my own healing journey. So you will have things that you can consciously order and be like, yep, yeah, this is absolutely why, but there will be those subconscious things that aren't immediately obvious to you. And, and that can take a little bit more work to identify what those things are because it might be something completely um, irrelevant that is still impacting you today. It's something that happened a long time ago. is still taking up your mental capacity. And so if you're not really sure how to do that subconscious work, make sure you jump down to the show notes and check out my free training, The Power of Subconscious Manifestation, where I go in detail about the two different sides of your mind, conscious and subconscious, how they work and how it works in manifestation too. And then you'll be able to use some of the tools that I've mentioned in there to go even deeper into your audit. Okay, next, you've done your order. you know consciously, subconsciously, what things are coming up for you. Next, you want to remove yourself from the situation or limit access. The reason I say or limit access is because it's not realistic in all situations for complete removal. Let's say it's where you're living at home with your parents, you can't just cut your family off and not speak to them. If you're living in the same house with them, that just isn't possible. If you are working in a job and you don't have the financial security or the savings behind you to quit your job straight up and then look for something new, it's not realistic to tell you just to remove yourself from the situation entirely. So we want to remove ourselves from the situations to the best of your ability. And this works in so many different aspects of your life and Even with abusive or toxic relationships, you'll often see people saying well why didn't they just leave or just leave you're in a bad situation but for the person in that relationship it might be a case of needing to get together enough money to be able to leave or maybe that person has a child and they have to ensure that what happens next is putting that child's best interest at heart so telling someone to just leave is not necessarily always the best advice and if you've had that advice in the past Maybe maybe this might shift your perspective on it. So I'm currently studying a diploma in leadership. And part of that, one of the modules that I've been studying lately, is risk management. I definitely see energetic blocks as a risk. It's a risk to your manifestation process, to your personal, mental, spiritual, physical well-being. And so we want to do everything we can to meditate that risk. And so as part of risk management, there is a system called the hierarchy of control, which is, okay, the risk has come up. How are we gonna deal with it? What is the most effective way to deal with it? And so the hierarchy goes from best way to deal with something to worst way to deal with something. But it's not worse, it's just least effective. So the most effective way to eliminate, to get, oops, I've said the first one already. The most effective way to deal with a risk, number one, is to eliminate it. So to get rid of that risk entirely, Is the best way to deal with something. Where that is not possible, the second best thing to do is to substitute that risk, then to control that risk, um, so to isolate people from the risk, and then finally to protect protect someone from risk. So in a workplace that would be, um, okay, sharp knives. You can't stop using sharp knives in the kitchen because how else are you going to make food? But you can protect people from those sharp knives by having knife covers, by having certain ways that you chop food and making sure people are trained really well on the knives that's going to reduce the risk but it is not going to get rid of the risk of them accidentally cutting a finger off entirely but it's going to do the best to reduce that oh steel tap steel 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 toes steel toes in boots steel cap toes steel toe cap boots steel cap boots (laughs) steel boots Okay, boots that have a little steel part at the top. So if you drop something, nothing is going to stab through it. I know that this is the same for construction people in Australia as well. That they have those boots that have the steel part. <laughs> That's the steel part. Um. So they're less prone to injuries. So that would be an example of like how you might protect yourself. And th- I was thinking about this hierarchy of con- uh, control with risk management and how that would apply to, um, clearing a negative or toxic energy from your life. And yes, in an ideal situation, you would want to eliminate that toxic energy. You would want to cut off that relationship. You would want to, um, you know, definitely in the more extreme situations, you would want, you would want to eliminate that where that's not possible. Okay. This job is, is really grinding on me. Um, but I can't quit because I need the money or because you're a couple months away from promotion, whatever it is. So can you substitute that risk? Can you ask if you can do some new roles within the office? Can you have a conversation with your employer, have a conversation with HR, something to make that job better? Um, control, what can you do to control it? Okay, so I can just when I'm at work I'm only focused on work and when I come home I do whatever I need to do to just kind of like leave work at the door and not think about it anymore or I'm going to put in the only effort that is required of me at work. I think they call it quiet quitting. (laughs) It's funny because quiet quitting is like literally just doing what your job description requires of you and nothing more Um, and it's funny how we've been kind of programmed to do way more than our job role actually requires for the hope that the company is going to one day value you and reward your efforts um and then if you don't do that you're you're i'm not sure quitting is the right language to use for it but this is this is the term all the cool kids are using right now so can you just you know put in less effort so that you're just doing what your job requires of you and it's not taking so much away from you from you energetically can you protect yourself so you know if there's a certain employee that triggers you can you make sure that you're not in the room with them more often than you have to be can you meditate do some breath work before you go into work so you're going over a clear head calm mind so many different things and depending on where the negative energy is coming from there are different approaches that you're going to take but in an ideal situation you would like to eliminate the risk and as with everything that i say make sure that you are being mindful of oh no i can't eliminate this risk um because your ego is scared to do it because it's a challenging scary thing to do or you actually really cannot do it otherwise it would put you in imminent danger there's a there's a there's a real difference between the two but sometimes your your subconscious mind can like latch onto that like oh yes uh, I really can't do it so I'm just gonna stay in the situation when you actually have the ability to leave the situation so just be mindful of of what's coming up for you as I talk through this. okay so we've done our audit we have decided to remove ourselves or limit access to the situation or whatever it is that's causing this negative energy in your life. Now we want to look at taking responsibility and I think this is something that rarely comes up when it comes to clearing toxic energy or negative energy is taking responsibility for your role in that toxic or negative energy and not attributing blame but being mindful and be willing to acknowledge where you may have played into this. Hey gorgeous, it's me interrupting me to let you know that my one-on-one coaching program, The Manifest Edit Mentorship, is currently accepting new clients. The Manifest Edit Mentorship is currently the only way to work with me one-on-one and over the course of our six months working together, we work together to create a safe environment for you to completely up-level your life. Because to create your extraordinary life, you need to start showing up as an extraordinary person. Through this work, you'll be guided to connect with your higher self to not only create your extraordinary future, but to recognize how incredible you already are. The truth is, a lot of people have dreams, but the fraction of people that manifest those into reality are so few because tomorrow never comes, next year never comes, and someday remains a fucking dream you're finally ready to stop sleeping on your brilliance and are willing to take the action required to build the life of your dreams then this is the program for you because throughout our time together you'll learn to stop performing and start embodying this next level version of your life through the deep work that involves peeling back the layers of your limiting beliefs past stories to step into who you truly are you can learn more and apply for the manifest edit mentorship by heading to the link in the show notes and i can't wait to see you inside Okay, now back to the episode. So, for example, you know that expression, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, where you, for example, you're like bitching about people and everyone else in your life seems to be the problem, but never you. That is you being in a glass house and throwing a rock. Because you're criticizing other people when in actuality, you are also in a similar or same situation. So basically, the expression means that you shouldn't criticize other people when you have similar flaw- flaws of your own, which goes back to the idea that we have in, in, in spirituality is not that the people in your life are you reflected back out at you. So people who trigger you have kind of your shadow aspects of yourself in real life. So for example, something that often triggers me is like when people are really loud and overbearing in a conversation and really want to make themselves known. And I'm like, oh, they're so loud and annoying. <laughs> but I actually also love being the center of attention. So <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing like maybe a little pebble from inside my glass mansion, which is something that I actively try and witness and especially having done a lot of, of shadow work and identifying, the, being on this continual journey of identifying the shadow aspects of myself and not shying away from these things. But actually, these are things to celebrate Celebrate about myself. Like, it can be both a positive and a, a negative and being an outgoing, loud, center of attention kind of person. So it's, it's just something to be mindful of, of. Are you saying that, oh, this person is so toxic, this person is so negative, and it's something that you're repeatedly saying about... 11, 11 you're repeatedly saying about other people but you can't identify where that negative and toxic energy is coming from yourself another example when you have fallout so for me when I used to fall out with my friends I would be quite passive aggressive and angry and I wouldn't really know how to properly communicate the issues that I was having in, within relationships whereas now I can have a calm collected conscious conversation resolve the tension or remove myself from the situation and it not blow up to be this big thing It just recently I had a discussion with someone and I could see that this conversation wasn't going anywhere that we were just going to go round and round in circles and I rather than needing to be right which is another one of my like trigger things is I decided just to I didn't have to be right in that situation I could just remove myself from the situation and leave it from a really positive place. Rather than trying to get my point heard, I just decided to end the conversation. And that felt really good for me, whereas previously I might have felt a need to get the last word in or to be understood. And sometimes there is is just no understanding. Sometimes someone else is not going to see your point of view and you just have to leave things at that. And that felt like a really big step forward for me because healing and growing and evolving is not about never having situations occur in your life again. It's often having similar very similar situations occur in your life but the way that you approach these situations is now different and that's what true growth is when you have a chance to to do things differently. I can't express enough the importance of taking responsibility for your own energy and also identifying where you are the negative energy, you are the toxic energy or you've been allowing yourself to play the victim rather than stepping up and standing out in your greatness fully. So there are times where I will realize that I'm veering off into victimizing myself and I I will just pull myself back to taking responsibility and doing what I can to move forward in that situation. And it makes so much difference to your energy. It makes so much difference to how much internal power you perceive yourself to have when you're also willing to look at the darker shadow aspects of yourself. So when I say shadow aspects of yourself, I mean subconscious behaviors, patterns, thoughts, beliefs, that um are unknown to you so that's why we call them shadow because until we shine a light on them they they are in the in the shadows of our psyche i have done another episode about this i can't remember the number off the top of my head but if you type in the manifest edit shadow work i did an episode all about shadow work so taking that responsibility really allows you to clear negative energy because you're saying that I have the power to change things. I have that personal power to change things and it's also just being mindful of, of what energy you're putting out there into the universe. So for example there will be, will be days when I have scheduled to record podcast episodes and then I, I sit at my computer and I'm just like my energy isn't bring it energy and if I can't get myself to that place then I'm just not gonna record an episode because I would rather do that and come back to it another day or maybe there's one day. I think I've had three days in in two years where I've uploaded podcast episodes late. But I do that because I I want to be putting the the best possible energy I can out into the world and, and to share with you because You are down physically downloading this episode, but also downloading the energy that I'm transferring with you. And it's so important to me to do that from a conscious uh, conscious and mindful place. So it's taking responsibility. Yes, it can be challenging, but it can also open up a whole new world. A whole new world. It can also open up a whole new world to you as well, which is very exciting. So take responsibility for what you can take responsibility for. Ensure that you are doing your best to put your best foot forward where possible. Um, Monitor on an ongoing basis as well. This is point number four. Yeah, Monitor energy on an ongoing basis. Yes, monitor your personal energy. Monitor the energy that you are absorbing from the things and people around you. So for example, I do get quite overwhelmed sometimes when I'm just walking around the city and there's just so much going on, so I will just put my AirPods in and I'm not listening to music, I'm just enjoying the this this muffled silence and it feels really good for me, so that's one way for me to manage my energy and make sure it's not like divided between a ton of other, other areas when I'm having a particularly sensitive day because I do feel like I'm, I don't know what the term is but I'm quite hyper aware of other sounds and noises and things like for example we have extractor fans in our apartment building that you can turn on after you've had a shower and I have an ensuite in my bedroom so my shower is like not right physically right next to my bed it is in a separate little room but in my bedroom my bathroom and bedroom are attached so if my flatmate has a shower and then forgets to turn off the extractor fan I can hear that from my bathroom in my bedroom while other people would really not be able to hear that and that would just be background noise it massively triggers me <laughs> also like the kitchen sink if I can hear the tap drip dripping if I can hear my flatmate shower drip dripping these things like it makes me I don't know how to explain it, it just makes me feel really uncomfortable the sounds really yeah makes me feel sick thinking about it <laughs> um no I'm not putting that out there in the universe but it does it, it is quite annoying for me on a level that I know most people wouldn't be annoyed by things so to to manage my energy from leeching off into this thing sometimes we'll wear earplugs or um to just like limit the noise intake for me as well uh, also the same when it's super sunny I have to wear sunglasses otherwise I'm, I'm just kind of too overwhelmed by the bright colors so that's one way that I'm, I'm, I'm managing my energy Managing your energy also means looking at, like, for me as someone with a chronic illness, um, how many spoons do I have today? People with chronic illnesses are also called spoonies because you may have a certain number of spoons in any given day. And when you're having a flare-up, when you're having a particularly challenging day with chronic illness, you might have less spoons to, to move forward through that day with. And so you have to be really mindful of, okay, I have a little bit less spoons today. What do I want to do with the spoons? And so that's something that it, my chronic illness has taught me to be really aware of my energy reserves. And while I might wake up and be like, okay, I'm gonna go to yoga, gym, pole, I'm gonna work, I'm doing this and this, sometimes it's just not there for me. And that's something that I'm also learning through yoga as well. It's like one day I'll be able to go in and do this pose and get like really low down. Another day I'll go in and I'll try to, to do that same pose and I'll try to take the same modifications and it's just not there for me. And rather than pushing myself into that pose and causing myself a lot of pain, I know what my energy levels are. So I'm gonna stay at the maybe easier version rather than going in a little bit deeper. And that can feel challenging because you're like, well, I wanna push myself to my limits or I wanna go back to where I know I can go before and it feels like a step backwards. But that's one of the beauties of, of yoga is that it's teaching you to be in, in touch with, with your body, your physical and energetic bodies too. So monitor your energy on an ongoing basis, things that contribute to your energy and things that are taking away from your energy. And lastly, use your spiritual toolbox. So if you have identified this areas where your energy is lacking or there's a toxic relationship, use your spiritual toolbox to aid you through these things. There can be so many different tools that you have in your spiritual toolbox. I'll list off a few of mine. I always work with my clients to find out like what their best things are as well and you'll have heard me talking about several suggestions on previous podcast episodes so some of mine I love doing breath work journaling meditation hypnosis and then also the the physical act of clearing energy like using ethically sourced sage or palo santo to go around your your physical space your environment so usually your home or maybe your office something like that and just going around and cleansing the energy energetically, cutting cords is one of my favorite things to do for relationship, forgiveness practices like Ho'oponopono. There are so many different things that you can put into your spiritual toolbox. So when these situations do occur, rather than just running into it, you can approach it from a really conscious place and think, how do I want to approach this? What is one of the best ways to manage my energy in this situation how can i get the best resolution for myself and also if there's other people involved maybe you want to consider them too obviously if it's like your workplace you don't want to think of like oh how am i going to prioritize my boss because they're not thinking the same about you you need to prioritize yourself in those situations but if it's like a friendship or a romantic relationship then obviously you care you care on a deeper level about the other person and And that's something that you're not just going to be putting yourself first in that situation. You're going to be thinking of everybody in the situation. Now, I'm not saying don't think about your bosses in, like, all bosses are evil. I'm saying that if you're in a toxic workplace or if you're in a job where you don't feel valued, you can't think about, well, what about the other team members? They need me and all of these, like, bullshit things. You have to put yourself first in that situation so that you are not drained completely. Like I was just talking to my friend on the phone yesterday and he was sharing about a a client that he had to let go. And I was talking about, you know, well, yes, it, it might seem like you've let go of money from releasing this client, but also you are clearing up your mental and energetic space. And sometimes there are things more valuable than money, which is if that was taking a toll on you mentally, then that mental energy that you have just reclaimed is going to be so much more important for you. And, and he completely agreed with that. So in short, to summarize, clearing a negative energy from your life to improve spiritual hygiene, begin with an audit. What things are bringing you joy? What things are taking away? What things are, you know, leaking your energy? Next, you want to Um, remove yourself from the situation or limit access you know go through that hierarchy of control and see what the best option is for you and then you want to take responsibility monitor on an ongoing basis and use your spiritual toolbox when possible so my love that is it for this episode on clearing your clearing well not necessarily your negative energies just clearing negative energy in the vicinity some of the benefits i should have said some of the benefits of clearing that negative energy is you have space to welcome in new energy and if you're letting go of something that can be in the moment that's not what you're thinking you're not thinking I'm letting go of this relationship and if you've ever been in a relationship specifically a romantic relationship where you've had to end that relationship for yourself and perhaps also for the other person but you're both still in love with each other you're not thinking oh I'm releasing this person so they can go on and find their soulmate and so I can go on and find my soulmate you're thinking this feels horrible and wrong and really shitty in the moment so sometimes like clearing that energy in the moment isn't always going to feel good but it is going to feel like the right thing to do for your your long-term well-being and Often we have to make those decisions for our long-term well-being over the short-term gratification. Um, Clearing that negative energy also allows you to build your intuition more, to get deeper in touch with what works for you. It allows you to have more control over your life in a really positive way. It allows you to build deeper relationships and form deeper connections with people. And it allows you to live this really meaningful life. So clearing negative energy is it's just so powerful and if this an- this energy <laughs> if this episode has helped you to identify some areas in your life where you can clear negative energy i would so love if you could share this share this episode with someone else either screenshot the episode and sharing it on your stories or sending the link over to someone because you never know what people in your life are are going through, right? You never know the full extent of what people in your life are going through. So this might be exactly what they need to hear to clear up their energy and live a more fulfilling and meaningful life too. Okay. Um, oh yeah. And if you share it on Instagram, make sure to tag me, if you underscore, And it's been such a joy and a pleasure spending this past 30 minutes with you and I can't wait to see you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast and I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? screenshot the episode and share on instagram at ifeasalter underscore to let me know okay can't wait to hear from you until next time gorgeous